It's not easy, but it no. does become easy. And yep. you and I know that, right? It does become easy. And yeah, there's still ebbs and flows, but it's that first year of just going full on, all out, trusting yep. the system and surrendering and not being fearful. If, if, if agents are able to do that, they're going to be okay. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown. I've used LineDesk. I've used Conversion. And I think Follow Up gives you the most integrations mm -hmm. that are simple. And it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow-Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Hey, real estate rock stars, Stephanie Brackett here back again today with Susana Medrano. And um, she will not be your friend if you misspell her name or mispronounce her name. So make sure that you pronounce her name right. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Susanna. What's, what's got you here today? Sure. Well, what's got me here today is actually this. Oh, wow. Six Steps to Seven Figures by Pat Hyben. Awesome. It was, the third, it was the third real estate book I ever read in my first year of journey. And 
Okay. And it's very interesting that I'm nine years later sitting with you today on the show. I mean, that's basically what's got me here is essentially following those steps in that book as far as, you know, setting affirmations and goals. So one of those, one of those first goals was for me to just crush it my first year in real estate here in Austin, Texas in 2014. And I helped close to 45 families wow. and um, about 12 million sold. And then from there just kind of scaled the different kinds of nuances into you know buy side production list side production and then went into leadership and then was the director of sales for uh, our brokerage there for about four years and now have expanded into um, our franchise model and now and the national sales and leadership coach for about 18 different teams across the country and one in canada so it all started i know right it all started yeah. with a conversation at a gala when I was a couple of scotches in and my friend said, Susanna, you should give up your social working job and come work for me as a realtor. And wow, I took him up on it. Wow. So tell me when you read that book, what was it that gave you the kick in the pants to like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to take this and I'm going to do something with it. It was, it was the rawness and also the realness of, you know, he set out in the 90s, like, you know, those affirmations of all these different things he wanted, the BMW, the six figures, the, the thing, you know, just simple nuances. And I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to start there. I want my house. You know, I want the car. I want to be able to help my family. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to pay for my wedding, you know, not have to work on. So it was just started off and just setting out these affirmations in a career as you will know, Stephanie, like there's ups and downs, ebbs and flows to it, right? Oh, yeah. And but having those set affirmations and goals and being able to kind of check them off. It's like, hmm, OK, how far can we how far can we go here? How far how far can we go here? Not only independent as me as a realtor, but now me as a leader. Now it's like, OK, how far can I help take my team? Yeah, you know, it's just the just the. It's just the beauty of it. Like it was just in the, it was, I read it at the right time at the, I was at the right place in my life where it just totally helped me focus. That's amazing. I love that story. What a great success story. And, and I love hearing that you like to check the boxes off when you hit a goal and check the boxes off that to me, that's one of the most amazing feelings. Like got that done. Check. Move on to the next thing. Check. I love that. Okay. So tell me a little bit about the, your current job now and the team structure and what you guys are doing there. How, sure. how, how is everything set up? Sure. So our main brokerage is set, our headquarters is set in Austin, Texas, uh, Waters International Realty. Then we do have some satellite offices um, around, you know, San Antonio and Dallas about to have Houston. And then we have partnered with other like-minded individuals that are all about the team model. So okay. currently, you know, as opposed to leading Austin, you know, and, and growing and scaling agents, I now have jumped the fence, as they say, into now going into an area where everything I learned in four years of kind of boot camp, you know, like total things, you know, in, in it, not on it, right? Now I have yeah. the opportunity to work on it with all these other 18 other like-minded team owners and helping them scale from you know, it's, we, we call it essentially the early climb, then kind of like that awkward teenager, right? When you kind of figure it out and then have like explosive growth. And so where we, where we like to take people is, you know, from 50 transactions to 300 
to 500 and then all of us are you know always hopeful to get to that thousand which i ended up helping our team do in austin my last year within um within the model so uh, that's what i've been working on is just really helping team owners understand that if the only way that they can light up their team is if they themselves are lit so you know starting from the minute that they walk out of their car going into that office, they better bring intentional energetic presence and energy or why, why should people show up? That's, uh, that is so true. And you know, I'm finding right now in like coaching operations people. And we just had this conversation the other day on a Slack channel that I'm a member of and, and they were like, I'm burnt out and I'm looking to my leader for direction. And I think what people are realizing now is a lot of the leaders are burnt out, but their team is all floundering and they're like, we, we don't know what to do. The leaders so don't John Snow, right? out. Stephanie, winter's already been here. I mean, winter yes. already came. Winter came with COVID. And I think, yes. I think that was an eye-opening experience, kind of like what you're talking about. It's like the teams that live through that or just yeah. the agents that live through that, that was already kind of the first taste of it, of like the unknown, unknown charter yeah. territory. Because as you and I will know, we've been in the business a little bit longer, right? Than those agents coming in now that are now gravitating to the team model. They've yep. never been through this. Yep. Yep. And they don't know that, guess what? When things get hard, you still have to freaking show up every day for your team. Every day, no matter how hard it is. If you want to be a leader, you got to dig in and find that strength somewhere deep within you because everybody else is looking to you for the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I learned something in 2020 about myself What's specifically that? on, you know, if, if I'm expecting them to do something, I sure as hell be doing it the same. I, sh I should also be grinding and, and doing it the same. So, you know, during that whole time, I'll never forget. It was, it was literally March, Friday, the 13th, when I was coming <laughs> out of an executive meeting and the city of Austin had just enforced the fact that starting Monday, everybody had to be at home. Like nobody was allowed in the offices, like you'd get fined, all those wonderful things. And so we had to pivot into the, you know, virtual aspect, which a lot yep. of teams, a lot of people aren't set up for that, right? Like right. showings, all that. So we had to reinvent the wheel on all of it. But the most important part of it, Stephanie, was... How can I still inject energy into my team, even in this kind of setting? Right. And what I found is I had to get up early. I had to put on the Susana. I had to put on my cowboy boots. I'm, I'm known to wear my cowboy boots. Send <laughs> the entire team a picture of my Lucases. What are you wearing today? It better not be Crocs. It better not be house shoes. Like, let's go. Right, right. right. And we just had consistent like Google link communication as a team and so that we would stay in each other's presence so that we could still focus on the main thing, which is prospecting. Yeah. Yeah. And nowadays the, the market shifted again and we're having to figure it out again. And some people are bowing out and they're not even let trying. Let them, let them. Yep. I mean, let them. Here's the thing, like in, in that, in that part, you know, in not, in 2020, our team actually closed close to 920 transactions yeah. during COVID. A yeah. team of like 20. When everybody people. else said it can't be done, right? Everybody said, oh, you got to shut down. It no. can't be done. No. This is impossible. And you're like, nope, no. nope. <laughs> not, not today. Not today. In fact, I was, I was literally having 
breakfast with my broker and our president this morning. We meet every two weeks. That's our one-on-one. -on -one. We do like yeah. just kind of like, just are you staying on track? Are you, what are you, like, what's going on? And I'm like, we're sitting there and I'm like, I'm sitting there as, as excited as can be, Stephanie, because here, here's the thing. It's like, we need our agents and we need our leadership to, to self-reflect right now. Let's take a moment. Let's reset, right? And we have to decide because we can't decide sometimes for some of our team members that if, if they're not already cutting it now, they're not going to be able to cut it. So we got to, we got to have some tough conversations and yeah. tough, you know, scenarios and situations, but my job and my team, my team owners and my team leadership's job is, can we help our people take a massive amount of action? That's it. That's, that's yeah. all we have to do. It's got to yeah. be creative. It's got to be exciting. Some of our team leaders, which I think is part of it, they've never been in this territory. They've never really had to to do these things. I had, True. I had oh, God, can, I, can I share with you the story that one of our of teams course. did in Indiana? He, um, he's somewhat of an introvert, and he has this wonderful team in Indianapolis. And we've been doing all this, this, this stuff this past couple of months just on vision and mission, and it's like the last, like, injection of energy to try to hit his 300, his goal 300. So he came up with this idea and so did his leadership to go ahead and dress up as the uh, the character of 300, the Spartan. Okay. And he shows up dressed up as the Spartan, 300 all over, completely, <laughs> completely like excites his team. His team is completely shocked. They had no idea that he would actually do this. Guess how many pendings they had this past month? Oh gosh. 40, 40 for a team of wow. like 10, 12 people, 40 pending. Wow. Cause I was That's asking incredible. them, I, I said, Mark self-reflect two months ago. What did you do? Cause it's always coming in like 90 day, 90 day wins. Like, what did you do? He's like, well, Susana, I dressed up like Spartan. And I'm like, then when are you going to do it again? Like, like that's, <laughs> we need to do this every day or mimic it. Or mimic the energy, right? Yeah. But how much motivation did that pump into everybody else? Like, it, they are looking to the leader for the answer, always. In, in whatever situation you get in, someone's always a leader. Like, there's always a leader. Absolutely. Even the leaders are looking to their other leaders <laughs> for inspiration. So if you are the leader on your team and you have people reporting to you, you have to be the one carrying, yeah. carrying the torch. Everybody else is looking to you for an answer. It is, but it's also simple. And there, there, it comes down to the, the triangle method, right? Like I always tell all of my agents that I've ever coached, it's like, you know, triangle can't, can't, can't stand on two sides alone. You got to have all three equal. And on the top of the triangle is the attitude, meaning the attitude of the agent. And on the bottom, the foundation is the skill set and then the knowledge set. I'm like, I can teach you, I can teach you skills. I can give you the knowledge on how to sell, how to sell this, but if you can't show up with a positive attitude, it's not going to work. Right. But yeah. guess what? As it puts me on the pressure as, as a, as a, as a leader that I better be intentional about making things excited that contract, I better make that in contract. So damn exciting. They've never heard it. Like the way that I'm about <laughs> to share with them how yep. to present it. Right. Like, yep. 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 It's simple. How, it's simple. Yeah. Stephanie. How are you finding the what? What's the best method you're finding 
nowadays in this current market that we're in to motivate these guys to want to, because the, the work is so much harder sure. today than it was nine months ago. It's just sure. so much more work to get, you know, to get deals. How are you finding that motivation? We instituted something about three and a half years ago called the call jam. Like okay. it's just our own little call jam, you know? Okay. We realtors are, are supposed to be prospecting, right? Right. Okay. You and supposed I already to. know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So picking up the was, phone is really hard. It weighs like 9,000 pounds. Apparently. Oh my gosh. Right. Phone you only have everything on it. Right. And I call you and you don't answer, but I know you've yeah. already checked your text and you know, you're, you're yeah. liking stuff on Facebook. So, there was, it all came to a head in Austin, Texas, where, you know, every team or every agent should at least allocate, you know, three, five hours a week of just doing intentional calling, out calling, not, you know, all these other fun things. Not answering so, the phone because someone right, called you. Right. right. Just Actually picking one up. hour yes. of just intentional calling. Don't read the notes. Don't do anything else. All I need you to do is just call. Dial. Yes. And so our call nights in Austin started becoming just kind of a little social gathering, right? Like kind of like, you know, which I love, which I love. But as yeah. a leader who also has to provide results, when I was reflecting on, okay, these appointments aren't making sense based on the amount of agents that are showing up and how many leads they have. So we implemented a call jam session where right before the call jam, they have to tell me how many leads do they have? specifically in what category, how many leads have just recently been into the CRM within the last 24 hours. Okay. As much as we don't, as much as people don't want to tell me, but how many are they past the due and things that they haven't gotten to, let's just go ahead and rip the bandaid. I always open it up as a non-judgment area, right? Yep. And then from there, as a leader, I go through that list and I'm like, here's step one, step two, step three for the next hour. I just need you to focus on this. And there was a rhythm. The thing is, is that sometimes agents on on the first few times, they don't understand that you need to change it up every time. Like sometimes you need to focus on your quali qualifications. Right. And if so, those individuals need to, need to be spoken to differently than the people that you are past the due that are probably mad that you never sent such and such over to them, right? Or people have, have never even been to the website. Why? Because they're, they haven't even received, it's gone into their spam bucket. So when we started right. dissecting the reasons why we need to be calling in different ways, they started getting answers from the prospects because they would literally only have to focus on specific different types of prospecting scripts in those times. It, it, it's work. It works like magic. It works like magic. Like, all of our teams now have implemented at least two or three call jams, either in the morning or a couple in the afternoon a week. And all of our teams are, are, are driving revenue and driving business. And I really do truly believe that that is something that is extremely critical. And you do it all together with the leader. The leader is also doing it with them. Right. Showing in the way. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this can be done. I'm not just telling. It's not lip service. I'm not telling you what to do, and I'm not willing to do it myself. They're right in there in the trenches with them making the phone calls. Absolutely. And we all know that if, if we're not making our sales, it's two things. It's either a skills issue or it's an activities issue. And you guys are solving the activities issue right there with those call jams. That's And a, and a, skills, and a skill thing, if I hear something course correct yep. or a knowledge thing, it's as simple as the reason why they're so stressed out is 
to try to navigate the MLS and the CRM. They can't even get past the script at all three. They're having, so it's like, take this off. Okay, don't worry about that. Don't worry yeah. about that. Focus on the call. Let's master give, that. Get give them an action. That. Yeah, an action. and it's just learn. It's taking someone from an inexperienced level into having that little tipping point where they finally have engaged in what the activity should be in order to master it. And it's just just simple things. And I think that's part of it. It's just going back to the simplicity of what we want our agents to do and how we want them to do it. And we have to understand that maybe it was our fault that for the either we didn't hold them accountable in the right way. Maybe we didn't tell them the right way. Maybe we assumed that they know. And we yeah. also have to own part of that piece in that puzzle, too. Yep. 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 And I always say, like, when I'm evaluating people, I, I tell all my coaching clients this. I tell everybody this when they have a problem with the person. It goes back to, first of all, the there's three things. Expectations, which is 100% the leader's fault. If, if the expectations weren't clear, that's on the that's on the leader. Then skills, which is 50-50. 50% you have to be willing to teach them the skills that they need, like you're doing on your jam night, and they have to be willing to learn the skills. And then the third one is drive, and that's 100% on the on the employee or the agent. The they have to have the drive. The, 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 the attitude, right? You yep. either do or don't. You do or don't. You do it. Yep. Can't you do it. Yep. And you can't just go blaming them if you nope. didn't set the expectations clear in the first place. So I love that you've done that with this call, this call jam, because expectations 100% clear. You're like, this is exactly who I need you to call. The skills, you're helping them right there on the spot. You're, you're teaching them. They're learning Absolutely. them. And then drive is all them. They have to be willing to pick up the phone. Right. And if you don't show up for two or three a month, then, I mean, you have zero it's drive. opt in or opt out, right? Yeah. And it makes yeah. it just simple. It makes it yeah. very simple, very easy. Yeah. So what's something you know now that you wish you would have known early, early on in your career in real estate? As, as a realtor, because I could say both ends, like both as a realtor ways. and as yeah. a leader, as a realtor, learning early on how to detach from the outcome. For me, mm -hmm. coming, coming out of the gate as a social worker, wearing lots of feelings on my sleeve, like fighting the fight sometimes, yeah so much that my client wasn't was willing to give the credit or they didn't really need that repair but i was out to like fight the world and prove that point so that's something i wish i had known but i had to go through those failing forwards right to understand okay. that it's not about me it's about the client wow yeah. and then as a leader i think it is not having a thought out plan of retention it's like, I, what I found is you can take people, like I, we were humming, but when you don't have a path for trajectory or uh, certainty about what are the next layers for them, if it's, if it is top production, that's great. But if you're not able to help them grow and, and not have that set up yet, um, that for me was, I own that piece of, of failing forward. I, I personally felt like I lost some talent just because we did not have it ironed out quite yet on that. Yeah. It's like, Here's all these baby birds I've helped become eagles. And it's like they're soaring with eagles that we either our model doesn't fit them or they don't fit our model anymore. And yet I have to detach from that outcome too. So those are two two key things I've had I had I've learned on both ends of the spectrum there. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean they're hard everybody has hard lessons they learn, but once you learn them, you're like, mm, not gonna do that again. Yeah. 
And what I heard you say about retention thing, you know, like they call me the systems queen for a reason. And that is because I'm I'm reading a system into this retention model. If you don't have a retention system for your people on your team, they will leave. You've got to have a retention system. It has to be. And it can't be, you know, we talk about entrepreneurial versus purposeful. It can't just be this entrepreneurial, hey, I'll figure it out as I get there. I'll figure it out as it happens. It's got to be super purposeful and planned ahead so that you're not making the decision in the moment. Right. And we now have that figured out. Like now we do have that figured out and scaling. And I mean, I can tell you, I've, I've been able to take some agents in other offices across the country in their first year and a half to two years as agents, you know, they're on my national calls for agents and then we help them. And now they're like coming to my leadership meetings because now they're leading a pod of 10 agents. And so from there, it's about now the next layer is we're being very proactive and intentional about how do we go ahead and, and, and course correct and go ahead and start creating an area for those to just kind of be in the funnel as far as any kind yeah. of interest? I don't care if you've done, you're only six months in or a year. Where could I, where can you go to go ahead and start getting plugged in to see if I'm leadership material or not? So then we already have people in our midst waiting to take over as, as we're starting to scale, you know, bigger and bigger. So yeah. that's kind of where we're we're in a we're in a we're in a growth spurt right now for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so tell me if you had like a magic pill that you could use to remove one source of pain from the agents that they're feeling today, what would that be? How would you get a pain gone for them? If there was a pill that I could could give them, it would relieve their sense of fear. I think Ooh. there's I think there's a lot of fear. Okay. And in that, I think their fear is because of the uncertainty that is the very thing we're telling our clients not to do. Our sellers don't <laughs> listen to the news, don't listen to the fa- <gasps> We gotta tell our agents the same thing because they yeah. are freaking out and there's fear. But in that, you know, as a leader, I and we have to lead the charge that this is nothing. We're still going to get up. We're still going to give it hell. We're still going to make stuff happen. Buyers are going to buy. Sellers are going to sell. It's just one other little thing that happens and it'll correct itself when it's supposed to. But if you're not showing up every day, then if you're so fearful that you can't even show up. Yeah. I wish I had a pill to, to fix that because you and I know what's coming. Uh, uh, there's rainbows already coming around the horizon. Like it is. Yep. Yep. And it's last team standing. And I want oh, my team to be the last team. Definitely. It'll, I mean, there are a lot of people who will not make it through the shift. They just won't because they're not willing to put in the work because it's hard work. It's not going to be easy. And they fear. Know, and they, they they're fear. afraid. And they're not willing to take action. And any action is better than no action. That's right. They're afraid to take the wrong action. At this point in the market, there's no wrong action. Just do something. Right. Because even if you did the wrong thing, you're like, mm, that didn't work. Let me try this. At least you know that the action was wrong and you can just be like, oh, let me test, force test, fail. But- test, test, fail or being proactive and not reactive. And I think yep. these are just simple, just fundamental things that we as humans learn early on. And I think some of us or some leaders out there try to overcomplicate things. And then you have also agents that try to reinvent the wheel thinking that they they can cut corners, even though there's been 5,000 books re- written about what to say on the phone. Like, right. And you think you're <laughs> going to say something different and you think you're going to book that appointment, but yet there's 
all these yeah. people behind me that yep. have There's written proven methods, proven <laughs> systems, proven models. Just do the things. Just do the things. There's it's, no easy button. There's no, you can't go to Staples and buy the easy button. It no, doesn't exist. No, it's not easy, but it no. does become easy. And yep. you and I know that, right? It does become easy. And yeah, there's still ebbs and flows, but it's that first year of just going full on, all out, trusting yep. the system and surrendering and not being fearful. If, if, if agents are able to do that, they're going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you look, I mean, we look at the same thing, the exact same thing you just said works for lead generation as, as far as picking up the phone, mm -hmm. sitting down for an hour and picking up the phone. They're afraid mm -hmm. that they're going to say the wrong thing or that the person's going to hang up on them. They have all these fears and they spend so much time psyching themselves out that they won't just pick up the phone. No one's going to die if you call them. No one ever has. No one's ever died when you I mean, on screen, it. maybe, but I mean, this isn't screen. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jeff Campbell's not going to pop out. Yeah. And, and you're right. If you could have that magic pill where the fear would just go away and they'd pop the pill and pick up the phone, they'd be amazed at what would happen by just taking action. Just pick up the phone and make the call. And I think that that's part of it, Stephanie, is that I hope that I am being that pill, that pill to my team, my team leaders and my team owners enough to also in the moment may have to think outside the box in these times to help make things exciting and fun. Because if we know people are coming to us already fearful and, or, you know, we don't know what people's circumstances are too, if people are just becoming right. this industry. But again, if, if I can be a place of solace and refuge and, and, and share as a, an example and also roll up my sleeves as well and get, get dirty with you, like that's what that's that is what it's going to take to get out of this this winter. Yep, definitely. And what's funny, I hear you saying that you're not changing the how, or you're not changing the what of the model. You're just changing how you're doing it to make it more exciting and fun and everything. The model's still the model. It's still mm -hmm. you've got to pick up the phone, you've got to lead generate. There's no getting out of that. There is no getting out of that. If that is, then go it? find another career. Go find yeah. your eight to five now. Call it. Go ahead and call it, right? Like yep. it is, are you ready to really play all in? Because if you already, like, then you're not even, if you're not ready to, if you're only doing this halfway, then don't even, don't even, no don't bother. even come on Monday. Don't even come on Monday. Yep. Yep. Don't even it's, come on Monday. Yep. You add the creativity around the model that's already out there. And we all know as real estate agents, no matter what the market is, what no matter what's going on in the market, there's lead generation, there's lead follow-up, there's doing a really good job for your client. There, there's there's no shortcutting any of that. You have to do that in order to survive. Yeah. You have to do it. I, I love that. Okay. So tell me um, what's something that you felt like at the time you did it was a mistake, but now you're like, hmm. That was a great learning experience for me. I do not regret that at all. I know I'm asking hard questions, huh? No, these are good questions because I have had several. I mean, that's part of it, right? As leaders, we have to be vulnerable and share and failing forward. I think for me, sometimes crowning people before they were ready to, to be in a position. Okay. Whether okay. it was taking someone from the buyer side of things into listing or whether it was taking a top producer into leadership, one of the mistakes I have made is to already have proclaimed that it was going to be fine and not have allowed them to prove themselves 
to to have that buy-in. Buy-in, that's a whole nother. I mean, you we, you know what happens if you take a top producer and put them into leadership. It either works or doesn't. And when it doesn't, it's like... It's horrible. It's horrible. And I have... I mean, I'm, I'm a leader. Test, test, fail. So I've had that happen. And honestly, that was probably some of the worst things because you end up losing the person as well. Mm-hmm. Because then there's no way for them to re-engage into... Yeah. The back into the team. So and that's such a hard lesson to learn. You and I own it. I own it. I own yep. so, so all my past agents, if you're out there listening, Susana says, I'm sorry, but I'm still happy to see you still crushing it elsewhere. <laughs> yep. Yep. It, it's true too. And, and you know, we say that all the time in real estate, great real estate agents don't always make great leaders. Sometimes they're just really great salespeople. That's right. Sometimes they're really, really excellent salespeople and you think, oh, they were such a great salesperson. Of course, they're going to be able to lead other people and you put them in a leadership role and it's not fair to them. It's not fair to the people they're leading. No. It just doesn't work. And then it's the self-reflection on me and, you know, how I put that person there. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a whole it's a whole other thing. But I'm glad I learned it because I can now spot it and I can now see it. And now I can advise people that pot is hot. You're still going to do what you're going to do. You're still going to possibly put them there, but I'm already calling it right now. Learn from me. This is why so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so are no longer within the brokerage, right? Like, learn from my mistakes. Yep. It's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Really hard pill to swallow when when you make a mistake like that. All right. What's one last piece of advice you want to give agents in this market right now in order to succeed? I would say for them, well, first off is they, they, they have to go ahead and overcome their fear. Like it's already take a moment, take the weekend, figure out, you know, that this is the industry for you. But in that, I want everybody to just be authentic to themselves. Don't do it just because I do it. Don't do it because of, you know, Jeb Blouts told you to say it this way or Dirk Zeller told you to say No, I want you to be authentic to yourself, but in that also be extremely confident and assumptive, even though that's your first deal. Because once it happens, then the client really isn't going to know until after the fact. Let's just be right. So let's just be authentic to you. And early on, I learned that. Like, I'm just a country girl, you know, that wears my cowboy boots. And that's how I would connect with my people. And then it just kind of took off, right? That's just... Now, I mean, in my cut, in my cowboy boots, I'm gonna be the most confident girl that walks up to you. Why? Just because it's my cowboy boots. So find something that you that makes you who you are when you show up to your clients face to face, and when you show up to your clients on the phone. Excellent. Okay, so second part of that same question is: What advice do you have to the leaders out there that are leading teams and leading agents, leading sure. people in this market? Model what you want on your team. Hmm. Meaning if, if you're not showing, if you're showing up at nine thirty, ten 10 o'clock and your team's there at eight, you're already losing. So yeah. model exactly what behaviors and what actions you want your team to take. That's excellent advice. And I can't agree with you more on that. I know that the leaders that I have looked up to the most in my life are the ones who put in the work. They do the things. They don't ever ask me to do something that they're not willing to do and that they aren't doing on a day-to-day basis. So excellent advice. Susanna, thank you so much for being here today. We really, really appreciate it. 
Excellent yeah. advice. I, love I mean, it. Stephanie, systems queen, because I did look you up on, on LinkedIn. It's an honor. I heard your podcast too. I just, it's just an honor for me to to be with you today and to be on this on this podcast. Like it, as you can tell, I'm I'm a little bit of a fan. You know, just 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 a tad, just, just a just tad, just a little. So this is I good. love it. I love it. Perfect. We're going to save goodbye for now, but hopefully we'll see you soon on a future podcast. I'm sure in three years, you're going to have learned something new and you're going to want to come back on and share it with us. Okay. Thank you. Thank awesome. you, Stephanie. Thanks. All right. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.